the thing called Trump is the most asinine character I've ever seen play out in media texting. If he don't win the election, he gonna leave the country. And then Joe Biden clapped back with Biden. Listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast is only because a nigga bless. Welcome back to Black Oak Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Doom Patrol. This is episode 13 of season one, Flex Patrol, premiered May 10th of 2019, written by Tom Farrell and Tamara Beecher Wilkinson. She's got a long ass name. Directed by T.J. Scott, who we know from Xena, Warrior Princess, Star Trek Discovery, and Spartacus. Three shows I've watched and enjoyed. I gave this episode a 7 out of 10. It was okay. Um, a lot of build-up, slow pace. I know Mimi is probably ready to tear her eyes out. The same with Shy. I think I stated last episode, I'm not too bothered by the pace. I just kind of jump in don't know where to expect and just kind of take it as it goes but i didn't hate it i just didn't have a lot to say about it we start in great bend kansas 1964 looks like the same set piece they're using for mapleton wherever the state or the city they are looks like the same set piece for danny street but i'm gonna ignore that and just focus on the fact that this is now supposed to be great bend kansas of 1964 Flex Mantello takes his girl, Dolores. He got on some leopard panty. Or, yeah, was that leopard? Yeah, he got some leopard um, spanks on. And that's a, like, that's about it. That's his superhero. He's a WWE star. But he's taking his girl on the picnic in the park where she is reading from the newspaper his accomplishments. And he uses his muscles to manifest food and a flower that's weird but okay he tells dolly she's the light of his life before helping a kid that is like help help and she's like go on over there and the kid seems like he's off because anytime you hear a kid screaming help and there's not a parent that's looking concerned anywhere nearby don't go near that damn kid it's a setup and that's exactly (laughs) what this situation was he goes to rescue the kitty and the kitty consumes him uh or the yeah the kitty consumes him uh, his essence i have no idea what the fuck was going on here but weirdo kid says target acquired so i'm like they they using child child uh what do you want to call those um bait traps so many child labor laws violated is all i'm saying presently dad is still alive and so is major douchebag (laughs) dad meaning silas which is unfortunate um darren jones like i was so thrown off when i saw him still breathing and picking up a phone i'm like are you serious how did this one person they just wanted to really focus on having a consistent through line 
fill in for this and next next episode since we saw the one guy kill himself he's probably gonna be in charge of ant farm and i don't even want to hear it i was done with that character i don't need to see more of that character i think any continuation is a mistake that i will probably complain about in the future rita pockets grid and cliff yells because that's just all cliff can do as a character maybe it's because it's a robot and because uh brandon frazier was just put in a room and told to say these dialogues but in a certain way but when you put them on screen it's just fucking annoying but he's yelling at jane to get flit to get out of there and she goes all white feminist on him you're not my supervisor and all i can think of maybe if you'd asked maybe there would have been a different reaction but i'm not quite so sure with jane but also silas is alive you didn't think to check his pulse before you was like i killed my dad i killed my father mr nobody was right okay let me check your pulse though to see if maybe i can get you to a hospital and you could be alive he didn't even make that effort he just crawled up in a fetal position holding his daddy and you then this damn close to his actual like your hand was right underneath his freaking nostrils you didn't feel nothing breathing on you his neck his pulse wasn't popping out at you on the side because you had a clear sight vision of it rita then spots flex after negative man aka jb is able to communicate with him which was interesting and steals his remote to get him to leave the room because he's trying to get him to come out but he's like no we're not supposed to leave so he takes the remote leads them to the team and i'm glad that i was not wrong like last episode that there this whole entire ant fire situation wasn't just um storyline for no other reason they actually did plot development here so that makes last episode not a waste of time cliff then continues to scream and then when jane saves or flit saves their lives he yells and takes them back to the mansion by the way was that so fucking hard as opposed to your uselessness I mean, you're a damn machine whining like a punk ass bitch. Like, I get why that tech was tearing you down last episode. Like, you think you're all hard, but we stopped you with a fucking magnet. You keep talking all this shit. Like, they're actual demon, whatever those ass butts <laughs> running around. You're someone who can defend themselves. We literally saw you murder a whole group of people, and now all of a sudden you just all you could do is cry like a little baby because you're a brain in a whole bunch of metal that's not even welded together right i just don't understand what was uh the purpose of this character and i bet you if i go online in any fandom fanboy thing they're probably like cliff is my favorite character just like if you go on utopia they're like wilson's my favorite character. i'm like what is this archetype for men that are, they are so fascinated with these particular characters i don't get it Flit then takes Cyborg and Vic to the hospital because that's the sensible thing to do and clearly she has a brain. Then Rita gets all emotional about it because she's emotionally invested. Like, oh, he's going to be by himself. So Flit takes her as well. Larry says, what a fucking mess. 
Cliff is like, no, no, no. We taking a win because we did save an actual superhero, Vic. Never mind that he accidentally may have killed his father. And y'all mistakenly found Flex Montello that y'all been looking for, except my man got amnesia. Larry goes to lay down as he is not feeling so well and has been breathing awfully hard since Negative Man has left his body. But Negative Man follows despite his polite request to rest and not have a bright light over him. But JB's like, shh. I love how he doesn't even say anything. He's just like, look, you ain't getting what I'm trying to tell you because you can't understand me. But yeah, they need to work on that. Why didn't fucking Niles is making me think he's the trash scientist that Silas be calling him? Because why the fuck after you had him for how many fucking years? 60 years? 60 years? Okay. And you ain't found out. You ain't even discovered a little bit how to maybe communicate with this. Like you were talking to the thing. You didn't think to teach um, Larry some shit. We get another flashback at the ant farm and we see the same foresight guy. He's taking the mustache twirling villainry joy, which I hate, um, by telling Captain Trainer, like they're going very, um, what's the one in Marvel that they have, uh, with the Nazis. I forgot the name of that correlation, but they're, they're going in that direction and I don't love it at all and they continue to say well we're not going to torture you today we're just going to put you in this heavy ass anti-radiation thing and we're going to focus on torturing negative man instead and he's like well that's fine by me (laughs) then they are blowing this type of a whistle or this type of device that would only affect negative man uh giving him a terrible headache and he emerges and then Fortsight makes threats to Larry's body saying, yeah, next time I want to talk, you're going to merge when I tell you to. Why you being a dickhead fool? Stop being a dickhead. The fact that they're not giving me the joy of seeing these characters die is rather irksome. Because if you're going to build up a Joffrey, you need to give me a Joffrey death. Like everything about Joffrey dying was satisfying that led up to all that made you want to kill him like you needed him to die and badly and then when he died badly you you jumped up and down you had a parade um flex is in his cell he is the cellmate to larry which is funny that vic's put in the same room that uh larry once occupied 71 and he says man you sound really terrible in there they were torturing you for hours and larry's like well that wasn't me and he don't give a shit and and negative man finally emerges like yeah you you want to be my friend this motherfucker right here at this time in history larry is pretty much depressed and disenfranchised and a coward whereas flex is optimistic Uh, has plans to escape but larry is bent at the moment negative man is not and wants to hear all about this plan and leaves vic (laughs) in la la land when he emerges to talk to flex We get some interesting backstory between them it turns out negative man wants to go to his home world he thinks that and we see 
that Flex Mentello can also open a wall. He clearly says, I can open the door to another dimension. So that's maybe what happened to him. Like uh, the door to a dimension opened and he accidentally got trapped in this world. And then Trainer became his host. And now he wants to go home because he seems to be a functioning um he has a what's the word (laughs) reasoning mind he's a human being in the sense of a human being he has feelings he has emotions and he has a home he wants to get back to um i guess them having viewing windows in their cells is just for show because um why is no one behind there doing their job like why did they even need to have that bit of in there if you weren't going other than for the fact that you had Vic use it with his father but no if you're gonna have those windows someone should be there 24 hours seven days a week because of course when you leave them alone they're gonna plot to escape so for his insolence (laughs) attacking the same person uh he is attacked by a cattle prod or he is, I should say, buzzed by a cattle prod and negative man watches. They literally got a vent in between the rooms where you can see in the other room. What the hell is going on with the security in this place? <laughs> Presently, um, he still doesn't. Flex Mantello doesn't know who he is despite Jane's info dump. And Cliff has gone from scrap to crap, which is accurate. Then they ask more questions that Flex Mantello cannot answer. They show him a picture and he's just like, that's a handsome looking man. (laughs) When they use the word chief, they think this strikes a familiar note with Flex Mantello, but he's just referencing a TV show that he likes to watch. And I will say Cliff's stiff robotic motions are really atrocious to watch as well as his dialogue. But once they decipher he's talking about a soap opera, Jane says, well, we should just get him like she gets the idea. He should look what he looks like. Like he looks like a caveman right now. And she said, he says, we can't ask him to remove his clothes. And then he's like, okay, yeah. and wow give jane like okay this is a uh, you know a giant buffoon what the fuck cliff is your robotic hand supposed to do like get the fuck like just stand in the corner dad is in stable condition at the hospital but victor feels awful because mr nobody played him like a tune played on his own doubt that he almost killed his own father for it she says you need to reinstall grid so that we could find the beard hunter so we could find chief they don't know the beard hunter is dead but he replies knowing grid is fine and feeling that grid is fine is different because i think in his mind like i feel like i was played by mr nobody but i can't even now after the extreme things that just went down i can't shake the feeling that i'm not a hundred percent wrong Like he feels a distrust between his dad because he knows there's something his dad's not telling him. Now, 
clearly it's not just um you know i put cybernetics in you and now they're growing all over your body and you're freaking out but that's not to say there isn't any deception on the father's point or part that mr nobody was able to play and continue to instill in and um Vic, and it's something he probably has been struggling with for a while now or before mr nobody started fucking with him so i think once dad wakes up there is going to be a little bit more to the tale um even though he says i'm not coming back with you guys she looks like she wants to continue the argument but she leaves grit in his hand literally before leaving cliff and jane then try to give this moron a haircut and i'm not sure what cliff was doing with them scissors because you can't cut a sandwich i'm just done with him period but he begins prying about jane's mental condition or the mental condition of the underground and then he asks if any of them went to beauty school and then the cosplay well she tells him drop it and i really don't like this in any trope of any show if it's not your trauma i get you asking am i okay but insistently being like i'm gonna talk about the thing that you don't want to talk about no matter how much you don't want to talk about it and then the female being like oh i'm glad you bullied me into talking about that i needed just that type of pep talk that pisses me the fuck off and the fact that they did it using the sexualization trope just really ticks oh <laughs> it's just so wrong and i don't know why people continue to write characters like this is why i don't like particularly these type of storylines because it's always someone even if it's just a brain he's clearly got his own insecurities with his own child and this is where he gets his do-over but no that's deep dark shit and even said it there's things you didn't want me to see so stop talking about it but the cosplay idea does not work or jog flex's memory because he just continues to admire the hunk's physique that is himself they oh (laughs) while rita is in the waiting room on the television is a story about animal vegetable mineral man this is the stupid ass um raptor and the and the chinese guy asian guy i should say they have reached a deal with federal agents to flip on the illegal metahuman powers facility in paraguay when he was brutally gunned down in front of the courthouse by one of von fuchs von fuchs nazis and now they have the nazi in custody rita was eating one of them nasty ball cakes that tastes like paint thinner and cotton (laughs) with fluoride liquid toothpaste for taste she hears a baby crying and sees a stroller it causes her to momentarily freak out and start to dissolve but she pulls herself together she gets ready to get on the elevator and get ropes in by an old man who's needing assistance finding his room and i put in my notes it feels like something mr nobody would do it's a manipulation on his part as she's trying to inspire Vic to install grid and i think that's something that mr nobody took Vic off the board because Vic was the biggest threat to him and i think whatever his plan is he's like i can handle the other four but Vic is the wild card he doesn't want 
even in the game. And so I think in this moment, it was not only just to get her her groove back so that, you know, the higher they are, the harder they fall. Because she told this whole story and I got feelings about that. (laughs) It was a very great scene, though. It's probably the best acted scene I've seen out of Rita, the actress and the character in the series 13 episodes in. But we'll get back to that. But as soon as I saw this old man, I felt like it was Mr. Nobody. Then they had this weird angle shot where it looked like she was being watched by someone in black reading the paper. So yeah, I mean, plus, come on, man. If you're in a hospital, you just ain't walking the fuck around. If you're in a a gown and you got a hospital bracelet on, someone's gonna walk past you and be like, sir, you lost. Like any nurse or facility member is probably gonna find or wanna get you back to wherever you belong because them on your floor is your problem <laughs> and i feel like mimi can probably speak to this more so but he didn't know where it was at he didn't know what it looked like he didn't like come on now i can understand being lost but if he that lost where he would not know how to get back to his room then there would have been an amber alert all up and down that hospital y'all need to stop with these games sometimes flex is watching his favorite soap opera involving a cop who killed an innocent man for being a serial killer and a woman who left him for a japanese sex robot named takomi 3000 okay 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 because flex keeps getting upset when cliff starts making fun of his show she comes up with the idea that maybe we should trigger his powers by pissing him the fuck off talking through his soaps and that's exactly what cliff starts to do until he just decides let me smash the tv but all Flex does is break down and cry. Get out of here, you meanie. Imagine my non-surprise that Rita and this man have not even left the waiting room. <laughs> and he just reveals, you know, I'm not a good man. I don't have family. I skipped out on them a while ago and never looked back. like i want to help my friend doesn't say vickers victor's name but i'm worried that my mistakes will be revealed and it's holding her back but he tells her we should own our mistakes and rita decides to give us the entire backstory i thought it was gonna be less than and then it started getting weird (laughs) i'm not even gonna lie like i was starting to feel bad like oh okay because she starts with you know, um, being a star, once you're in the limelight, it's intoxicating, basically. But eventually, as you get older, your star fizzles. And that's what happened to me as I aged out. But I met Jean, who was an Oscar producer. This feels very Harvey Weinstein. And Rita arranged for him to meet a young starlet. It was a win-win for them. The girl was in a picture. She won an Oscar. He got um, an Oscar for that. And then her phone started ringing. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is when she probably got that same girl got pregnant. And then he didn't want to take care of it. No, no. Then it took a left turn. Um, when she says, basically, I became the middle. What, what's that lady's that's on trail right now? Gazelle. <laughs> what? Basically, I became the pimp. 
like young starlets that looked up to me would come to me i'm I'm a savvy person in the visits probably looked at me as a mentor said oh you can introduce me to some really good people oh yeah let's go meet this really producer in a hotel room then all of a sudden they got a part in the movie so whatever happened was sexual this was pimping this exactly what it was and her phone kept ringing and as long as she provided girls to this man she got what she needed which was parts and i don't (laughs) and she kept saying well everybody was happy in the end so no harm no foul but i'm like no and then she talks about this one young girl because i'm like for every win-win girl the way she was saying this was going on not everyone won a damn fucking oscar no they did not they did not but this one particular girl mary beth wooten she was also one of the brokers but it didn't turn out so well for her because she got pregnant jean wasn't taking care of the baby and she didn't know what to do so she came to you know the pimp that set me up with this she said i gave her a hundred dollars and sent her on her merry way well i've done all i can do and she even missed i knew the girl was not gonna be okay then she took her own life there was no mention of the baby she considered for half a second of taking care of said child when she heard about her death in the papers but didn't do that because she got a call for a cell phone or for a movie called forbidden congo where her life got fucked up in that jungle if only she had stayed to take care of that baby her life could have been different she chose the spotlight but then she ends it with i deserve all that karma that's coming my way and that absolution isn't coming no matter how much i wish for it i think the way she ended it definitely saved it but it doesn't mitigate the fact that yeah you was a pimp for (laughs) you were that middle person that the woman those girls trusted you that's the fucked up thing you knew what you were leading them to and you were okay with that and that's where yeah no that it went way darker than i thought it was gonna go and now i know why we did not explore this storyline further and i think she was let off so easily that no i think we definitely have to explore this more because the man grabs granted it was mr nobody too but yeah i think a normal person's reaction would have been like oh that's fucked up he's like oh you know i think you just got your power back kiddo <laughs> flashback once again negative man is being tortured and his worn uh is dying uh foresight is told that the creature is being die is dying due to the extended torture it's returned to trainer's body and flex and sparky plan a jailbreak they tell larry or (laughs) flex tells larry you gotta come along but larry crawls into a fetal position like bitch i'm not trying to have any type of hope and i'm not getting tortured anymore so and he really gonna claim the suit is protecting folks and can't be scratched that's his excuse because he don't want it to be him and that is so fucking cowardly flex continues to fuck up his guard but then when they threaten his honey bun dolores with a fucking lighter to her freaking scarf jesus christ um he apologizes to sparky because he is led away 
and i'm like okay they're gonna mess with his brain and they're gonna meddle with him and give him amnesia and they told him as long as you can see her so clearly they probably showed her once a day on television for a while maybe well clearly they had her in custody they fucked with her too the ant farm is it's um, no wonder they keep saying miles niles was not the greatest person yeah (laughs) he is associated with this shit long after when he came back and i get he was protecting what he was protecting but he also let a lot of his like yeah i'm guessing he worked at the ant farm when he rescued larry they got out at the same time but look at all the people that suffered because of that larry feels terrible once negative man wakes him back up but negative man's like no that's not the point of me showing you this i wanted you to catch on to the fact that dolores is the key to reaching flex mentello who's watching the stories on (laughs) cliff's laptop now because cliff feels bad seeing a grown man cry he gave him some ice cream some chocolate syrup (laughs) Jane wants to threaten him with a blowtorch and Cliff just wants to push talking about the underground. This duo sucks together. I don't know if it's the comics that they're trying to make this work, but I think she better pairs up with everyone else but Cliff. Um, Cliff's performance is also awful. (laughs) Um, It's overbearing in a way that's invasive and I don't appreciate it. Flit finds Dolores who has been a victim of the ant farm all this time and the two have a lovely reunion. So they definitely, the ant farm had Dolores all this time. They set her up as bait. So that was the real Dolores that we saw. They thought that she turned on them. Nope. She's just used anytime anyone starts looking for Flex Mentello. Um, So she goes back and gets the old woman. They have the reunion. Then she begins to disintegrate before his very eyes in his arms uh, because they basically said if you try to find him you will die and it's really sad but it is enough to release his powers and shut off all the lights baby when the lights go out that's the song i was thinking about rick rita pep talks vic to trust her if not his father or himself because okay she's shown that in some way know how and that mr nobody is using their fears against them which that is true he says he can't leave his dad that they must save niles without him and she says okay i accept that he reinstalls grid and the healing begins i guess what's up with the lights flickering at the hospital i can't i can only think that that's mr nobody i wasn't sure what was going on with that or if i was supposed to take any significance there or if it was just literally the lights at that moment so mr nobody was the old man uh he seemed too nosy for me (laughs) that i didn't you know not recognize that it, it must be him i kind of chuckled when rita was walking out of the hospital and she had all this swagger in her walk (laughs) and then that's when i was like oh now i know what his diabolical he's like oh i'm gonna think you think you um healed yourself (laughs) but you have not because you really have not done any of the work you just had someone uh passively forgive you and tell you oh that's not so hard but it is 
and you got a lot more work to do sis larry is dying he's coughing up blood in the bandages and the fact that he can take them bandages off because this is no fucking way in hell if i am dying i'm about to do it suffocating on my own damn hemoglobin he knows he has had 60 years of living like i should have died in that car thing and the spirit has kept me alive and he got tortured i ain't give a shit it's his chance to be free and i'm gonna allow that because i was a coward and i didn't even help get us out when we could have and then you have a moment where they're like no you can't do that but then (laughs) then the negative man just leaves but he goes outside for a moment because i thought it was necessary i guess in a sense even though i think we already got it to show that yeah freedom is something he wants himself but it is a sacrifice he's making to stay with larry to keep him alive because they have that type of relationship rita comes in and she says well i hope you guys are ready to fight back for niles because i got the information and everyone's like yay I think I laugh harder on the fact that Mr. Nobody had the Doom Patrol hat, the sweatshirt, coffee mug, and the throw blanket <laughs> watching all of this from his laptop. I was laughing so damn fucking hard. But he's happy that after 13 fucking episodes, I love when they break uh, and go all full meta, that there is now a superhero team ready to face him minus Vic because he ripped his picture off like nah son you do not get to be a part of this you are an actual real superhero (laughs) I need the fucked up superhero team for my fucked up villainry you is too sane at this current moment I don't appreciate that I don't have much shit to to fuck with you about and yeah it's hero versus villain okay Lamborghini Mercy yo chick she's so thirsty I'm in that two seat Lambo with your girl she trying to jerk okay Lamborghini Mercy yo chick she's so thirsty I'm in that two seat Lambo with your that is how we end the episode like I said it was okay we got two more to go um I'm I'm not excited but I'm not not excited so let's get into the feedback if you want to send feedback for the next episode of doom patrol you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can send it in written format or you can send it via audio 10 minutes or less first up is queen shy Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I am back to discuss Doom Patrol episode 13. And um, I will say this episode was okay. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I am on board with what Mimi said and her feedback and what Mr. Nobody said at the end of this episode. Uh, I'm ready to get to something Um, because um, I find myself not looking forward to Doom Patrol like I am you know Utopia and Raised by Wolves 
um, in Merlin. So out of all the shows that I'm watching and providing feedback for, this one is at the bottom of my list and my excitement for it isn't there. And uh, yeah, like I said, uh, it was funny at the end of this one when Mr. Nobody is like, finally, 13, we got these 13 character driven episodes out the way let's finally get to something because i feel like this season has dragged on and on um and it just gives us little bits and pieces of character stuff um and i just feel like by the time we get it i'm like my investment level is not what it used to be um so you know, and when it comes to the characters, so, yeah, I'm ready for, to figure out what's happening, what all this is supposed to mean, and things of that nature, um, yeah, I was really disappointed in the beginning of this episode, I will say, um, because, you know, I, for some reason, no, it ain't no for some reason, um, there was a reason, um, Darren Jones, how did he survive? I mean, could it look like he, he got ate up by the butts, but somehow, some way, he ended up surviving that whole thing, which I'm like, seriously, and then, they have this whole dramatic thing with Vic and his father, and then all Rita did was check his pulse. Oh yeah, he's alive. It's like seriously. So, um, which again, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, it's just not. I don't know. I, I don't know how to describe it. But, I mean, it just didn't, it didn't do anything for me, um, the beginning when, uh, those two things occurred. Then we find out that the 722 is Flex Montello, and, I don't know, there's just, I just, I, I guess I'm in a mood today, maybe that's it, it's Monday night, um, the day before the election, I'm irritated about my football team. I'm irritated with politics. It was a long day of work. I might have said that already. And this episode, I just couldn't get into it. I couldn't care at all about Flex Montello, this story with him and Dolores none of it um the only thing that was interesting to me was um learning more about larry and negative man um so we see that which if they explained this before i did not realize this that they can't they literally cannot survive without the other um because um the way they made it seem because i know like in this one larry was like yeah go live your life do you boo but i could have sworn they said that he 
if Larry died, then he would die. Negative man's. And so that's why they threatened Larry with the gun um, when they were in the ant farm. So I'm not quite sure what that was. I mean, that didn't that seemed weird to me that Larry would say, yeah, go live your life. I was like, I don't think he can, Larry. I think y'all are uh, forever... Uh, forever intertwined i mean y'all y'all are y'all need each other literally and figuratively you know so yeah i didn't quite get where they were going with that um and um yeah i i mean i know mimi's mentioned it before and you might have too christina but i'm i'm actually over jane and her personalities Cause it's just like it's it's and just like with Cliff, it's like it gets old after a while. It's like one that I mean, even though she's got all these personalities, it just seems like it's one dimensional that we see. I mean, she's always this abrasive, annoying person, and of course Cliff is always over the top with his screaming and hollering and cursing. Um, you know, it's just. I don't know I'm just (laughs) I'm just not I'm not as invested in the character still at this point as I thought I would be um even learning more about them I'm just I mean it's okay but it's not you know like like said last my last feedback even Vic's story ended up being underwhelming it's like nothing is oh yeah i will say the thing with rita that was interesting um finding out that she was basically a pimp you know bringing these women um to this guy um for roles so and that she and it wasn't her that was pregnant it was one of the girls that she pimped out to this guy um ended up getting pregnant by him and killing herself so that was interesting i didn't see that coming that was a great um plot twist to learn about her and the fact that yeah she basically reaped what she sowed um like she said in this um episode um karma is a bitch that's for sure so um it just so happens that the girl that killed herself um she ended up with this role this congo role from that from that girl and that role ended up having her end up the way she is now um but yeah i think that's all i have i'm just ready for some this thing to get kickstarted again i just feel like we're like i said it's been dragging along slowly slowly getting to something and then um yeah i'm ready for us to get some serious traction so um we only got two episodes left in this season so we'll see what happens um but that's all i got yeah this is not the most um uh enthusiastic feedback um but hey it's my true thoughts and feelings so 
on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was Bay shy with her thoughts on the episode so it kind of sounds like and i'm starting to get this indication and it's perfectly fine that you and shy are not as invested in this show <laughs> um just because we have all differing expectations um I think shy I think it's different for all of us in different ways too right so you're coming into it and you know you're expecting this is a what a CW Marvel or no not CW DC Universe comic show it's odd superheroes it kind of should write itself like you're expecting more action is what uh I'm hearing and you know you speak of traction and things like that um so yeah you're you're waiting for the big reveal like what are what is this all leading up to right it it seems rather slow paced to you um me personally i don't mind slow paced shows i think some of my favorite shows are probably ones in which they take a lot of time like if you watch game of thrones and i uh bet mimi can actually speak to this the first two seasons are very fucking slow um <laughs> it's all leading up and it's so convoluted i'm not saying every show needs to be like this and by no means whatsoever do i feel doom patrol is even in the same category because while it was rather slow it also had meaningful things that were occurring whereas this show rather has a lot of filler and i get that point but i think because i'm so familiar with dc titans (laughs) and the rest of cw shows i understand this is kind of their format it's like okay great beginning eh, middle (laughs) and maybe the last three episodes super good and then in that middle of it's not that it was all bad it's just a lot of a lot of wheel cycling we know cw has notorious even to the app and this is the same people berlanti and them this is the same fucking group right so of course they're gonna have the same flaws that i expect from all of their tv shows so maybe that just hasn't been such a big um pinpoint for me personally because going into it i'm like mm, yeah i i expect it but it i will say for me there's something in every episode that i at least didn't make me say that was a waste of my fucking time and that's why i'm still watching invested versus like say cursed where i'm like no that was a waste of my fucking time and i don't actually care how it ends this i care about how it ends um i think i've said it earlier i really am concerned about you and mimi joining for season two (laughs) and that's fine i mean i don't expect anyone to watch the show just because i'm watching it or just to provide feedback or to hate watch god forbid um television shows but i think you're just waiting for that expectation of something and that's where mimi was like well maybe i set y'all up for something (laughs) because mimi did say hey this is a really good show but on the flip side for her she watched the episodes out of fucking order so maybe she got the the five episodes that were the complete actual uh all of the nonsense out of the middle of it and now she's like well what the hell was i even watching to begin with because i didn't have the entire story so that's coming from a different perspective i think it's also because 
for whatever reason, they split these episodes ridiculously stupid. Um, <laughs> 15 episodes for season one and then nine episodes for season two is someone i mean it's the reason why the dc fucking app crashed they didn't do a good job figuring out how to market or even how many episodes a season there was for a show they just threw stuff together really quickly because disney plus was coming out with an app so we needed to make sure we got people interested in our stuff first it was a fail from the beginning it felt like a fail from the beginning and that's why it continued to fail and they talk about they're just going to redo the thing with comics only it didn't work so take it into also the account that this show was not necessarily given the best platform to extrapolate a much better consistent season and maybe in the nine episodes in season two that is something that they um they do a lot better maybe they didn't need the 15 episodes i feel as if they were trying to get people into doom patrol but no this is the old doom patrol but now we're giving you the 2.0 doom patrol they did a lot more exposition than they needed to but i was fine with it because i wasn't that familiar with doom patrol so some of this stuff i while i totally understand and it's valid it was slow uh it did drag um and stale at points i do think that unfortunately it is gonna make me care more when mr nobody does things to them despite even that slow buildup. even the people like cliff and jane that i i mean i really don't care about those two i just have to say it i just don't care about those two i care about jane when she's with everyone else besides cliff i want her to deal with the fucking underground that's a absolutely fascinating concept and they're doing nothing with it nothing like you said she's just this moody person and i understand why she would be like that but we see it how many times we get it you were molested bad things happen it continued to happen it's almost asinine like sometimes they make something so awful like oh my god we got to give her literally the worst backstory like you don't need to do that even if it's in a comic i mean i've had shows where they're they've had a a, a character like oh well, she was molested and this and that and other thing. and then they put the character in the show and they go you know what i'm not gonna put that in there because it's overkill i feel like that with jane's story everything that happens to her is overkill everyone's the villain everyone's trying to sexualize her everyone's it's like okay you don't know what to do with this type of uh character and thus you're just fucking it up royally and it's too bad because i do think that the actress probably is better than what she's allowed to work with again maybe that'll get better in season two i also watched the leftovers very recently season one is a snooze fest however if i never watched season one season two would never have been so fucking good i can say that with absolute facts so i think maybe me learning those lessons myself has um matured my mind in a way when i'm watching these shows but at the same time speaking out of the other side of my mouth everything you're saying i can't disagree with so yeah yeah the reader twist i thought was probably the best twist because it was fucked up 
<laughs> like, I don't care how you try to say, no, nah, nah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up what she did. She's the, the, the storyline I was hoping the juice that, that we was hoping to get. And that's another thing. You're marketing this as a darker tone type show. Give us that darker tone type thing. Like her backstory, her being a be- uh, not a great person. And that's why they're doing these good things because they weren't great people. Yeah, go ahead. Give me that. Give it all to me and take it a one step further. And I think that's maybe why we love Utopia. It's because it's not trying to pussyfoot around it. It's giving you it to you in all of its completely messy glory. And I'd rather if you're going to do a show that even tackles or teeters on the verge of that, you better go all in or go home. But at the same time, I am invested enough. Like you, it's not the first thing on my list of shows. Like, oh, I'm so excited to watch Doom Patrol. No, I'm not. (laughs) It is down low on the list. And that is also what happens when you're watching more fascinating TV at the same time. But, but, I think, I think that they'll, they'll do a better job with the nine episodes. I think for some reason, season two will probably be better. Because we're not going to have to build up all this. Like, I feel like we got a lot of the the weird things we could do and make it interesting. But then here's all this exposition so that you know who these people are. So that you can care about them. So maybe later on, we can do more of the crazy stuff. Because I need to see Kipling back in my life. For real. And then once we get Niles, like, I have a feeling there's some big fuck you coming that justifies all this and that goes back to that earlier statement i said the the higher they are like you that's diabolical as fuck is building people up letting them heal or letting them believe they can heal only to make sure when they fall (laughs) it's even harder to get back up because you tried it the first time and it was the first time you tried it and it was a big fail so that is Queen Shy with her thoughts. Let's hear from Queen Mimi. What up, Stina? It's Mimi. I'm sending in feedback for Doom Patrol Season 1, Episode 13. Um, I watched it earlier today, so I'm just going to try and remember. Remember, I told you I'm not writing notes because when I don't write notes, I can be under 10 minutes. Um, if I do write notes, it just drones on and on and on forever. So um, I did like this episode. It was actually one of her more interesting ones. Um, Flex, I can't remember what his friggin' name was. 722. Um, I got the feeling that um, when we saw him next to, to Vic, that that's who that was too. And then when you said it, I was like, yeah, if Christina and I are thinking the same thing, gotta be right. Because usually I'm wrong <laughs> most of the time. So I was pretty um, excited to to see if I was right. And I was. Um, His powers are dope as hell. Like, I don't know what a mental flex or mental muscle mental. What did he call it? A muscle flex. I don't know what it was, but his powers were so dope. And the fact that he could hear negative man. I wish we could have got like hear his voice or something like I wish they would have let us hear what he was saying because I personally hope he was dragging the hell out of Larry's old raggedy ass 
because he was I will admit he's clearly gotten better um but he was so butthurt about everything that happened to him that he was a complete pussy I don't know how else to explain it that's a pretty vulgar word but it's the only word I can use to describe him um I wish he would have because had he I mean granted if he wasn't in that ant farm he probably wouldn't have never met my Nigel Nigel um but so far he's been with all of them have been with Nigel for what 50 60 years and they've accomplished absolutely nothing Rita can't even keep her stupid ugly face together so uh clearly it means you know them being together didn't really mean much but I feel like had um Larry actually helped him uh flex a negative man get out who knows how further along they could have been because he had such a handle on his powers he could have probably taught him something and he could communicate with a negative man so that in itself would have been beneficial I just hate that Larry didn't utilize that information and then he sat on it for so long like the dude how long it was what the 30s no 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 the 60s it was the 60s when they took uh flex so he was there for what 50 years like that's awful and then his poor wife with her look at my elbow she was that stupid heifer that captured big i thought that that they were pretending that that was her to look at look at my elbow that is the stupidest line i ever heard and and then anybody that falls for it deserves to be captured i just want to put that out there because if someone says look at my elbow my immediate reaction is to not look you are not going to tell me what to do ma'am sorry i don't know you and looking at your elbows weird and i'm not going to do it that is literally what would happen Whenever, whenever I say someone says something to me, especially some random stranger, I do the opposite. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but don't tell me what to do. I don't know you. The, you know, that that's <laughs> immediately where my mind goes. Um, uh, I hope we get to see him again because he's pretty awesome. And I want to see what his powers do. I want to hear him communicate with a negative man. Um i do i did like cliff in this uh episode he's dropped the f-bomb quite a lot but for some reason i know it bothers uh you christina but (laughs) i think it's hilarious because it's so unnecessary sometimes and it's probably it probably doesn't bother me because i uh dropped the f-bomb unnecessarily sometimes i say it and i don't even realize it my son will be like oh mom you just cursed like no i didn't he's like yes you did i'm like dude i didn't even I wasn't even paying attention um so when he like curses it cracks me up and flex is like oh you have a potty mouth <laughs> he really does though and then when we got to see him in that stupid soap opera he's a terrible actor how can you not play yourself like that is awful it is terrible um what else oh um rita i swear whenever she was on the screen i got so bored i wasn't paying attention i know she was telling the story to that old man and i 
got the feeling that old man was Mr. Nobody. And I know that there was a couple of scenes that I kept missing with the, the, the old man in it and Rita. And I just, I rewound like three or four times and I just stopped paying attention. The most interesting thing was when she finally got to the end of the story about the lady getting knocked up by the producer. I, and I gotta be honest with you. I don't know how this makes me, how I'm going to look, but I think that story was stupid because introducing your movie star and you introduce a, a, another rising star to a producer, they have a choice. You either bone him and get you a movie or you don't like she didn't like I, I felt like she was gonna say something like I used to drug them or I used to tell them what to do like she was like pimping them out like that would have been the terrible thing to do but she literally just introduced them like I don't understand why you're so freaking uh guilt-ridden you introduced a man to a woman that's not the worst thing and she got pregnant and she couldn't handle it that sounds like a you problem I wouldn't have felt bad about it let me go into Africa and go do this movie like I don't know what to tell you for her to feel like she had to adopt a child I don't know why but the whole story sounded stupid I think that they should have made it worse by making her um like be like basically like a pimp like that would have been terrible but the story she told you literally just introduced this man to some some girls and they were stupid if they didn't know what what that meant you know I feel like when you are introduced into Hollywood especially when you're a woman and and it's unfortunately how the world is because people don't care about us <laughs> and that's just the bottom line you know um when if you want to be in a movie or you want to be a singer you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna come across some men who will take advantage of you like that's just how it is and that's how the world works you have to figure out what your your line is like I gotta be honest with you if I was a singer and there was a celebrity that I always wanted to be with if the opportunity presents itself and I could get something out of it shoot I will jump skip and hop do a backflip in his bed and I'm not even ashamed of it but I'm not gonna just do it with just anybody like I I don't want to be famous like that will I have sex with a man that I want to absolutely I'm not gonna do it if I don't want to and and I feel like they had to, a choice to make and they decided I want to be famous and if being with this producer this director is going to get me what I want I'm gonna do it and it seemed to work out for most of them except that one girl so I just that whole story was annoying and the fact that she just opened up to some random old dude who acting like he don't know where he is like how do you get off an elevator on a different floor and you have no idea let's just walk no you can't you walking super slow old man and then you go sit down I thought you wanted I thought you wanted to go lay down in your room you just came off the elevator what floor did you get why didn't you look for some help the whole thing was a complete utter waste of time and I hated every second of it Rita annoys me and I cannot even pay attention when she's on the screen if she is by herself <laughs> I can't stand it when she was with Vic I paid more attention but when she was telling that story to the old man I had to rewind so many times it was ridiculous it was just a utter mess um i think that's everything i really really liked about the episode and i feel like there's someone in this episode that i wasn't that i missed oh jane 
Yeah, I just, like I said, she's just acting like Hammerhead. And I find it hard to believe that this is Jane because she keeps being such a biatch. And people are just letting her do it. It's annoying. And I'm ready for someone to just drag her ass to her filth. Just one time, just put her in a place, let her know that she doesn't run shit. And you can't be a bitch 100% of the time just because you got 100 personalities. It's not okay. Someone needs to take responsibility for your shitty ass attitude. And you need to be told straight up. Like, I just want one person, even if it's somebody new, someone please just tell her about herself. For the love of God, it's 50 years of this shit and y'all just gonna keep letting her act like this? I don't understand. <sighs> so, yeah, that's all I got. So, um, I will end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Mimi out. That was Bay Mimi with her feedback. And I see we back to Stone Cold Mimi Gangsta. got me cracking up so few things <laughs> few things now um which one do i want to tackle first let's tackle the jane and um i know you keep saying she must be hammerhead no i think she jane she's just a bitch <laughs> for whatever reason they have they make sure she is both rude to rita in a vicious way and then her and cliff just continue their vicious cycle so yes me and you completely agree i don't think that she's being another person like hammerhead but i i yeah like her character definitely needs a talking to i don't care what the reasons are i get you are in and out of this house but you've known these people for all these years you have the same goal yeah like when she had a scene with Vic and when she had a scene with that other black person maybe it's just melanin people she can work with her own kind I don't know but I agree on on Jane now let's move to the other part you was talking about (laughs) which is the Rita conundrum so sometimes in a show I believe and I'm sure uh shy could definitely chime in on this because i don't really know because she this is kind of her profession more so than me but we i believe what am i trying to say (laughs) because she also agreed that she was indeed pimping the girls out and i know you said that's not what she was doing that's not what you considered her actions to be so there's a few things (laughs) i'm laughing because she was like if you I want to flip upside that bed. Of course, yes. If I run into Tom Hiddleston and I'm like, um, he looking at me, I'm looking at him and he like, let's do this. Of course, of course. If he said, you know what, girl, I can get your podcast on blah, 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 blah. Even better, right? So I'm not, I'm not judging you for that. I'm not judging you at all, but I'm not saying I disagree on that part. What I will say is the situation is indeed exactly pimping and this is why so she said she tells herself in her mind i introduced them that's all i did go to the court cases right now giselle maxwell what's the first thing she says in her court disposition i introduced them that's all i did i you can't see me doing the rabbit ears in quotations but that's a way to disassociate from exactly what you were doing 
hey, I'm not in the room, so whatever happens in the room ain't my fault. I can see why you would feel the way, because remember we were having a conversation in the boys and why I stopped watching that show, a perfect example, because you do make a good point about choice, right? And that situation is exactly the kind I would normally be like, oh no, you're right. You know, that chick came in and he said, suck my dick or you can't be on this team. Yeah, no, I'm, you had a choice in that moment. You ain't have to suck his dick. You would have said, fuck you. This team ain't worth it. Right. That's the way in which you are seeing the situation. Like, oh, you, she went in that room. She, she got a good part. So, you know, you had sex with him. That's what you, you know, uh, that's what you did. That was your choice. Yes. And then No if this is a man that's older one you're talking about the 19 what was this 40s 50s 60s around that area of time frame right so this is before harvey weinstein scandals and that was in what and look how many look at the long ass list of women that he molested and you in some ways might say well those women went in there they wanted the parts they got this they got that but it's still extortion right there's a choice in extortion but when sometimes you are in a position of power you can exert that power on someone to compel them to do things that they wouldn't normally do what it should be is there is no extortion there is no exertion of said powers if it's like hey we're sitting down at a business deal right and i know what you're thinking you know but but the behind the scenes at the I get what you're saying and I that's what I'm saying I'm of two minds about it but I'm more uh I'm coming firmly down on the side of this was indeed pimping because it's who you who you go for which let's be real in these situations you go for the ones that are going to go in the room which means you find someone that's why the males don't do this right they can't get those girls to trust them like those girls probably got off a bus how many naive people and i know it's easy to be like oh you can blame them but you shouldn't be i shouldn't go into a job interview and expect my panties to drop if i want that job and that's what acting is that's what hollywood is but because we've put this label on it from so many years of well no that's what you do to get into hollywood that's not what you should have to do to get in hollywood that's the point that's the part right there and yet that is exactly what women have to do to get in hollywood and that's where it is extortion that's when it becomes less about who introduced who or what kind of choice they really did have if you're putting it in a possible situation i mean if it's always been your dream you don't know what those people going into that position you know would want but particularly if you're told by someone and that's where they where i i firmly believe rita is the broker the pimp in this situation because there's no way in hell she didn't in she didn't go over to those women like they didn't look at eugene and say i want to go talk to him and get a role with him she went to these women and befriended them then said oh you know it's like having a contact in the business it's like going to a party and you meet oh my god it's Halle Berry right and then Halle Berry goes hey I could get you a podcast on so and so and so and so 
oh okay cool i trust you because you're someone i believe is a good person i'm just using halle berry as example i actually don't know one way or another it doesn't seem like she's a horrible person but there we go so i trust halle berry i admire halle berry so i put a certain amount of uh my personal trust in her judgment right yes i do i have the opportunity to move explore but if she's going you know this is what you just have to do you know this is the way of the business this is that and the other thing it it is a persuasion of sense that you override that natural inclination to allow yourself to be used because you as you reference in the end hey it's worth it for me but that um also might be a momentary uh excitement much like alice in utopia this week yeah it felt really good to shoot her in that moment like i'm fucking mad my mama's dead but now i have to live with the fact that i just murdered somebody so yeah there is that then that's what happened to the mary rootin character however i'm just believing this is the only when i got pregnant this is the only when it came knocking back at her door how many others after that point didn't end up on good lives because they sold themselves but you also had a part in that because if you were a good person you would say you don't have to fuck to get a role in hollywood you should be able to do what you need to do you should earn the part because you have talent but that's not what she was selling she was selling you go meet him in his hotel room you do what he asked you to do you're probably going to get what you want and she justified her actions by saying well we all won we all got what we wanted but you got it in a way that should not have been done and that's where the moralistic argument goes and why it is taking advantage of people because like i said it's also about position i mean look what harvey weinstein said oh you get in that room though with that guy because you go go back to that other example i just introduced him might you get in that room with that guy gene puts it out there oh i'm gonna put you know go ahead put your panties on the table and you're like no I, actually i don't want to do this you go to the door he goes i can destroy your career you will never work in this place again anytime that people are putting those impossible positions your body kind of goes into almost a fight or flight mode and it's very telling unfortunately most people don't you know how to say fight or flight mode but you know what i mean they don't like a lot of things are going through their mind at that particular moment and they're more inclined naturally to make the wrong decision that they will regret later because of the undue pressure and not enough time to really contemplate their choice because once you're in that room things change the table changes you're dealing with jean rita's no longer there and then she doesn't even support afterwards no rita's a pimp that's exactly what she was that's exactly what she did um she could leave all the details out remember we only got a what fucking two minute monologue yeah no she definitely to me is a giselle maxwell um (laughs) she definitely did not deserve to be let off the hook easily um like i said you knew someone was not doing well uh clearly she probably showed up with that baby talking about i can't take care of this child i'm suicidal and she gave her a hundred dollars and said this is not my fucking problem and maybe there is some sense in it's not her actual problem but no you have some responsibility in this because you decided that you were going to serve up 
the person that this man picked out to you so it's not even like also that's another factor in it it's not like she just was friends with them and said oh let me introduce you to them no gene picked them out he says i want them (laughs) and she went over there and made it a reality and she did whatever she needed to do to get that introduction to get her to that hotel room and that is why she has that culpability so no i think her story is wretchedly dark and then your point about the old man um i knew you was gonna say something about that because that is all facts i agree on that one completely (laughs) and then lastly i totally forgot about the part where cliff was on tv acting now that part was funny when it was just brandon frazier i wish we could just have brandon frazier it's kind of almost sad because i think he in his moments when it's just him is hysterical just hysterical um but him doing that terrible ass acting was was very it was a highlight of the episode actually so thank you for reminding me of that and that is another hour of a podcast i've been speaking for literally three hours today (laughs) recording but i am all caught up so i don't want to hear no more shots being fired in my direction mimi or shy because shy be coming in the side she just be coming for my appendages like i see you so again if you want to join the conversation it's blackgirlcouch at gmail.com you can find this podcast on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe if you have time run over to itunes leave a review until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>